0: Before we get into today's episode of One Shining Podcast, I want to shout out Tyler Parker's brand new novel that just came out, A Little Blood and Dancing. It is anywhere. You can find it anywhere that books are sold. Again, the book is A Little Blood and Dancing by the Ringer's very own Tyler Parker. Go get it while supplies last. It's One Shining Podcast presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now you can check out the new and improved parlay hub, filter by odds, sport and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash rg to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 or older and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit the slash RG.
1: This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your kid dealer for availability, no system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
0: On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, we are back on the saddle and I'm so happy to be here. We get to talk about all that's happening in the world of basketball today. I'm going to break down and talk about the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. They are no joke and they are officially the NBA champions. I also want to talk about the college basketball implications from Denver winning their first NBA championship. So I'm going to get all into that. We also are going to have the Ringers' Tyler Parker come on the show. He's going to talk about his new novel, A Little Blood and Dancing. He's also a former college basketball player. He's also a guy who is an Oklahoma fan through and through and an Oklahoma City fan as well. So we'll talk about some of uh, you know the, the big picture things happening in Oklahoma at large and some of the uh, Oklahoma basketball takes you need in your life. In general, and of course, his brand new novel, as I said, that's really, really good stuff. Um, and then at the end, we have producer Kyle, uh, who is still in New York right now. We're going to recap what happened at his wedding. We're going to go through the wedding props, update you on all that stuff. Kyle, I know you're in New York, and I'm forcing you to do a podcast right now. Anything else before we get into uh, what's happening on today's show?
2: I forgot to tell my wife about some debt before we tied the knot. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical out of timeout, Technical foul.
0: Alright, welcome into One Shining Podcast and before we get to Tyler Parker and more, most importantly before we get to Kyle's wedding, we missed on Monday. I want to do some you know, cleanup duty here at the top. Kyle Mann, our, uh, our great co-host that we have once a week, he's got some personal stuff going on so we did not have a show on Monday. You know, I was traveling on Sunday back from New York City. Kyle was still in New York City, but also recovering from you know a very long weekend of wedding festivities. So we didn't want him to be working. Um, It just didn't work out for recording. So if anyone was looking for the podcast on Monday, apologies first and foremost for that. But you know, it happens in this world of podcasting. It's the off season. We were in New York. Uh, If you're on socials, you saw all the happenings on Twitter. You saw Rosillo and and Bill Simmons putting out um, all the Kyle wedding content as well. If you have have listened? Go check out Bill's podcast. Listen to Rosillo. You know Kyle's was always great on Rosillo's podcast. We love life advice. Um, but also something happening happened in the basketball world. Um, first, let's start with the good news. The good news is that USA Basketball is dominating the youth, aka the league is in good hands. The U16 team led by the Boozer's, who we talked about with Kyle Man uh, about a month ago, they dominate. USA dominates. We destroyed Canada. Um, in one of these games. It was historic as far as the defense of this U-16 team. The most steals ever in tournament history here um, for the U-16 USA team. Um, I'm excited about the future. The future is bright. Right now we got the U-19 team uh, they're qualifying, so some of the names you may know. Captain Jack, Ian Jackson, one of those guys from New York City shooting guard that's going to North Carolina, but not if Rick Patino has anything to do with it. We'll see what happens with Ian Jackson, but that's the good news. Uh, USA Basketball, again, the league is in good hands. Um, bad news. The Serbian big man, uh, I call him Big Bird. His name is Nikola Jokic, of course, a.k.a. the Joker. He just won an NBA championship, and he dominated along the way, dominates American Jimmy Butler. Um, the same Jimmy Butler, you know, who goes over and plays in the Olympics, who sings country music, who does the Michelob ultra commercials. He's, you know, he's an American beloved basketball player. He, he may not go to the hall of fame when he's inducted into the hall of fame, but America loves Jimmy Butler. They also love Duncan Robinson. Uh, of course on this show, we love Duncan Robinson, uh, bam out of bio. Uh, we remember in 2017 when Luke may hits the shot, bam out of bio and De'Aaron Fox, the emotion of that moment. They're beloved figures, you know, in college basketball and in the U.S. But right now, it is the story of Nikola Jokic, who's the best player in the world. And uh, it was amazing to watch the Denver Nuggets. They're a team. Um, they're a fun team to watch. One of the mysteries on this show, the, the original iteration of the show, was the Michael Porter Jr. mystery. The mystery is solved. Um, we, we don't have to play the music anymore, Kyle. It's official. Michael Porter Jr. gets an NBA championship. He is the fourth best player. On a championship team. But I think uh, one of the great things that, uh, you know, my, one of my basketball mentors, BJ Armstrong, who's come on the show, told me a couple years ago about Michael Porter Jr. Is that he's the best fourth guy in the NBA, which sounds like uh, a kind of, wow, we're, we're getting into the weeds there a little bit. But as far as the top teams in the NBA, Michael Porter Jr. and his ceiling as who he could be. Yes, he struggled shooting the basketball. Um, He does not pass the basketball. It is almost a tick at this point that he does not like to give assists. He does not like to share the basketball that much. But he's developing, and they're a young team. And the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic, who's only 28 years old, um, if he can continue to get back to his horses at home, they have a bright future. One of the other side stories about this, uh, you know, championship, Brendan Malone, who is the dad of Mike Malone, he is one of the main coaches of the five-star basketball camp. When I did the five-star basketball series, I got to talk to coach Malone quite a bit. He was one of the people who was instrumental in the Jordan rules that the bad boy Pistons ran. Um, Obviously, Brendan, sir, Brendan Malone, Chuck Daly, they were all five-star guys and they were the ones who implemented the quote-unquote Jordan rules that stopped Jordan with the bad boy Pistons. So Brendan Malone is a... um, a big time figure in basketball spaces. One of the best, you know, clinicians in the world of basketball. Uh, The two best clinicians in basketball to me all time are Chuck Taylor. Yes, that Chuck Taylor from Converse and then Hubie Brown. Um, So, you know, we're we're talking about the legends of the game that have taught the game. And Brendan Malone is in that class of guys that just knows basketball. So to see his son, uh, Michael Malone is is what he would like to prefer to be called. I think Uh, Michael Malone to win a championship with this team, with a team, Um, led by a guy, Nikola Jokic, who I I said on the show uh, about a month ago, reminds me of Ravita Sabonis, young Sabonis, not the old Sabonis with the jailblazers, but young Sabonis uh, passing the ball. It was cool to see Denver win. Um, It was great for all the old ABA fans. I'm a big ABA sucker. One of the first things that uh, I talked to the boss man, Bill Simmons, about when I was bringing posters to his house was about the ABA and how great the ABA was. And, you know, we got the ABA 50th anniversary coming up. As soon as the Nuggets were about to win a championship, shout out to uh, ABC, they cut to David Thompson, Skywalker, David Skywalker Thompson, one of the greatest players in ACC history. He is one of the few people that has ever knocked off the UCLA dynasty, the John Wooden dynasty. Um, He also was a a great player in Denver. Again, one of the best nicknames in basketball, Skywalker. You got Alex English. You got, obviously, more modern guys. uh, You know, well, Fat Lever, of course, is in that group. And then, you know, the more modern era guys. We talk about Carmelo Anthony, uh, of course, and how great he was there. Also wearing number 15, like Jokic. Hopefully, they retire both those numbers. But, in general, it was just a great moment for Denver basketball. A great moment for all this history. I love basketball history. I'm a sucker for it. And one of the things that was really fascinating from a college basketball basketball history standpoint was Christian Brown. And uh, of course, if you're a college basketball fan, you know Christian Brown. He just won an NBA. Uh, well, he just won an NBA championship, but he also just won an NCAA championship last year with Kansas. Um, 2022 champions. Uh, and one of the things that people ask in Lawrence, Kansas is what can Brown do for you? Spelled like Braun, pronounced like Brown. And uh, Christian Brown is now one of five players ever To win consecutive college basketball championships and then an NBA championship as a rookie. And that is an illustrious group. It is Magic Johnson. It is Henry Bibby. It is Bill Russell. It is Billy Thompson. And it is Christian Brown. So that is your starting five of guys that go from national championship to NBA championship. Christian Brown uh, won high school championships. If you want to talk about the definition of a winner, it is him. Um, He might be him, some would say. Also, Bill Self was in the building. Kansas head coach, he said that they're going to take Kansas basketball to another level. Maybe he meant NBA championships when he said that because last year we had Andrew Wiggins, who was one of the most influential uh, players. He was not the Finals MVP by any stretch of the imagination, but he did a great job on Jason Tatum, and you know he was a a, a you know a cog in the greater Warriors machine to an NBA championship, and then of course Christian Brown. At one time, they did the uh, the MVP Finals MVP Power Rankings from NBA.com, and Christian Brown was number five on the list. Um, So for a rookie to make that kind of impact in the Finals, to win back to back championships, one in college, one in the NBA, it's a very throwback thing. As you can tell by the names I mentioned, we're talking about you know Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, pretty good company for Christian Brown. Also cool to have his head coach. Bill Self in the building and Curtis Townsend, uh, assistant coach for Kansas, were both there. Um, So that was a great moment and a nice tie for college basketball. It was also great to see Jeff Green, who has been, you know, just a a playoff player, right? He's bounced around. He's had some great moments in the playoffs. I remember when he helped the Cavs um, win the Eastern Conference uh, back in, I think that was 2018, back when the Cavs were a little, you know, undermanned and, you know, LeBron gets them to to the finals. But Jeff Green was huge in the conference finals. Georgetown Hoya, nice for Georgetown to get a little boost there. Also shout out to Ish Smith, played on 13 teams in the NBA. He is a, um, he is a meme. Uh, a lot of people love to put the Ish Smith, you know, all the jerseys that he's had on um, and put it out there, but he wins an NBA championship with this team. Colin Gillespie, a great Villanova player, great college player. He wins a championship. Um, unfortunately, for everyone that is a fan of basketball, Jack White from Duke does also win a championship. I don't know how that happened, uh, but he will get a, be getting a ring. Um, and uh, the Denver Nuggets are just a fun team, and they have some great college basketball talents. Peyton Watson committed uh, on uh, the, the former iteration of my podcast when he committed to UCLA. He came on the show and committed. He had a family member that worked at Fox Sports. He's a great kid. Excited to see him be a champion, but... um, in general, it was nice to have the Nuggets win. I think it was good uh, zag in the world of basketball. If you're a USA basketball, basketball fan like myself, unfortunately, when you look ahead, you're thinking it's an international league in the NBA. And I think the, the, the real matchup that we all want to see at this point is Giannis when healthy, and Jokic um, and seeing what those two look like if they go head to head. I think it would be fascinating. I think it's almost like magic and bird um, potentially with how young they both are, how they both gone about their business. They both could have been three straight three time MVPs. Um, and for you know, political reasons or whatever you want to call it, they ended up not being that. But then in that same year, they go and win a championship. So uh, the Nuggets are fascinating. Giannis versus Jokic, forecasting the future of that is fascinating from a college basketball standpoint. It's great to have you know players like Christian Brown attached to the title. Great to have legendary figures, vets like Jeff Green, Ishmith, like I said. Colin Gillespie, a guy who played a lot, a lot of years of college basketball. It was just fun, and uh, and, and in general, I think it was good for basketball. And the best part, the ratings came out, and college basketball still has, you know, the past five years, they still have the highest rated games. Duke Carolina in the Final Four, Coach K, a.k.a. Mr. K's last game, um, 17-some million people watched it on TBS, um, and it was kind of fitting that it was on TBS because it was very funny um, that it all played out that way. And uh, college basketball, TV ratings king, um shout out to the Denver Nuggets, though, because they got eyeballs there. A lot of people were hating on the fact that uh, you know, that they were in the finals with the Miami Heat, but people watched. We watched, we enjoyed. Um it was it was a great series, but it's also nice now that we can Move into draft conversations. We'll have Kyle Mann, like I said, talking about guys in the draft. We'll have Kevin O'Connor, of course. I uh, went to dinner with KOC last night talking about his updated mock draft he's uh, he's putting on the ringer.com today. So go check that out. Um, a lot of scuttlebutt that is happening uh, with draft talk and also with my Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we can talk about all that uh, quickly, though. Zion Williamson, could he be on the move? Would the Hornets trade the number two pick, Scoot Henderson, for him? It sounds like the Hornets are saying no. Uh, They would not do that trade, but I'm sitting here right now and I'm saying from a college basketball standpoint, we want Zion. And I think if we get Zion away from New Orleans cuisine and get him back home in you know, he was born in North Carolina, raised in South Carolina, but let's just get him back to the Carolinas in general, Um, I think we can save him. Uh, I I, I may be wrong about that, but I think LaMelo – And Zion would be a nice combo. It would be a nice LJ 2.0 moment. Um, So just putting that out there. But we got a lot of draft stuff coming up. We'll talk about all that sort of stuff. If you do not watch Through the Ringer, which is uh, on FanDuel TV, you can go to the Ringer TV feed um, and go check out that. I had Brian Curtis on the show that will be coming out tomorrow. And uh, we talked about the U.S. Open that's happening in L.A. Very excited about this. Uh, the live PGA merger is kind of hanging over it, but this course is in the middle of basically Beverly Hills, but not a lot of people have seen it. Like Roy McElroy has not even played it, even though some of the media has played it. It's very strange. Uh, Max Homa has the course record because he's an LA kid. The only way you could have played this course is if you played it like as an amateur. Um, but Brian Curtis and I talked about the media aspect of it. He's covering it. So go check that out. Um, but before, you know, you know, we get into uh, Tyler Parker, one last thing. I just want to thank everyone for holding on, hanging on with us during the offseason. Again, uh, it, it's a lot of fun, um, you know, talking about college basketball. We got the portal finally, you know, wrapping up teams and, and rosters are finally filling out. Uh, we can finally talk about what the teams are going to look like. So I'm excited to do that. That's all coming up. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun offseason. These are the dog days of summer, right? we got about 150 days until college basketball comes back. So we're just uh, going to create content. I'm going to do a face of the franchise series. Um, we're going to talk about some of the best of moments, some of the people forget moments and things like that, and uh, going to have some great guests. So um, I'm excited about all that. Again, this is One Shining Podcast. I'm Tate Frazier. We're going to throw it right now to Tyler Parker um, of the ringer.com. He's going to talk about his book, talk about some Oklahoma basketball stuff. And then on the other side of that, we're going to talk about Kyle's wedding because That was a hell of a time. Shout out to Poughkeepsie, New York. Shout out to our producer, Kyle. But coming up first, Tyler Parker.
1: This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com ringer. That is netsuite.com ringer.
0: All right, joining us now on One Shining Podcast. He is a friend of the program. He is someone that watched March Madness games with us in Los Angeles once upon a time. Feels like ages ago, but also just like yesterday. He is the great Tyler Parker, and now he's a world-renowned author. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, man, I appreciate you giving me
3: that scope, well, you know, worldwide. I appreciate that. You you you're lying to the people right off the bat, but I, you know, I it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. It makes me feel good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, the book is A Little Blood and Dancing. We can talk about that. Uh, you know, I'm reading the the reviews. I'm seeing all the influences out there posting it. I mean, it's all over everywhere. I'm excited to read it myself. But before we get into the book and, you know, you becoming a big time author, we got to talk about college basketball because I want to remind the people that you actually Please. played college basketball. You know what I mean? So, you know, I did not play college basketball. I have to remind the people of that. I am not Bobby Frazier. I am Tate Frazier. <laughs> um, but in general, you had that experience. You lived the life of a college basketball player um how much have you enjoyed watching the sport change since you played and now we got the nil world that we lived in you know it's it's a different game it's a different sport but how much fun was it to play it and how fun is to see the difference from when you played to what it is now oh
3: yeah i mean it just feels like a total other universe i mean i was <laughs> right. i i was like i was a small timer and not uh Peddling in the uh, NCAA Division I, uh, you know, not, not, in, I wasn't in that ocean. I was uh, in the land of the Mercenaries uh, in the NAIA D1 ranks, like playing against uh, NCAA D2 teams. And then, like, all the Mercenaries that would come down from uh, D1, and there would not be that year long. You know, you got to you got to sit out for a full transfer year, or right. whatever. You would just have to sit out for the first semester. Not a lot of basketball games happening in the first semester, <laughs> and so you'd have these dudes. You know, yeah, you got guys from Wake coming down and playing, and you know, Tennessee, Arizona, all sorts of bonkers places like that. Um, the definition
0: like, of ringers, right? I mean, that like, <laughs> the real definition of ringers,
3: dude. Absolutely, and um, but yeah, no, it was just another. You know, like got torched by Oklahoma State uh my freshman year. James <laughs> Zon Curry went uh bananas on us in the floppy socks. And then uh my junior year, we uh played Tulsa close. Those were our two like kind of, you know, scrapes with like teams people would know about. Um, I think we were tied at half and then lost by eight, I think, to Tulsa. And didn't even have our best player guys.
0: So what would have happened, you know? You win by 10 Um, at least. Absolutely. If I had to guess, yeah. If I had to (laughs) forecast what would have happened. But yeah, I mean, That, that's I feel like one of the things that you and I bonded on from the jump is Jameson Curry, uh, capital yes. O and son. Um, yes. A lot of people don't know this. Spelled correctly, that's what you have to do. And uh, Jameson broke my great uncle's scoring record in North Carolina. We went to the game in 2003. We saw him break my great uncle's record. It was the first time I ever heard the song Yeah by Usher and Little John. What um, a formative
3: the, experience.
0: The crowd went insane. My brother and I were like, we got to get home to LimeWire or Casa <laughs> or whatever it was at that time and download it it. Um and seeing Jameson then, you're like, this guy, he was supposed to be the first Curry from North Carolina to to transcend uh um, right. you know, basketball. And that's you right. know, he's a pure scorer. He goes to Oklahoma State playing for Eddie Sutton. Um you're an Oklahoma guy. And you're actually a Sooners guy, right? You have your Sooner shirt. So you I got my Sooner o- shirt on,
3: yes. I need pull, to adjust my yeah, there you go. Yeah. You, you pull, no, pull yes, for I the
0: can. Sooners, right? Like that's your squad.
3: That was my team growing up. That was like, you know, you're born into the Parker household. Here's your crimson sort of thing <laughs> as we've all experienced. So I'm sure you dealt with that with the of Carolina course. blue, right? You just like, look, this is how it goes. Yes. This <laughs> is what we this board. is
0: what color we bleed in this house. Yes.
3: Get get on board or <laughs> weekends are going to suck. Um like, yeah, so it um always a, always a, a, a OU guy instead of OSU, but I mean, I'll promise you when When Jameson Curry got there, it was like, ah, no, Andy's cool. Yeah. Sometimes they're good, but sometimes (laughs) the other team has a good player, but they're not cool. Mm -hmm. And you can deal with that. It's when they're good and they're cool, that's when it's absolutely devastating. Like, that's kind of how it had to feel, I imagine, for you with the Zion stuff, whereas, like, this absolutely sucks.
0: Yes. Brandon yeah. Ingram was the first one where, you know, and Brandon, Brandon Ingram, you know, there's probably some people that go back and forth, whether he's cool, but no, he was absolutely.
3: From, cool. Smooth, smooth, smooth. smooth. smooth is more,
0: but Zion was electric. And to see Zion at Duke, which is traditionally not a school that you would think you would see Zion Williamson at. Right, it, it was a gut punch. Uh, and when they beat Kentucky, I was at that game uh, to, to pull up Michael Wilbon. I was at that game but, uh, <laughs> when they whooped Kentucky Tyler heroes team with Jack white in the starting five, right? NBA champion, Jack white. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a real gut punch because I'm like, what is Duke basketball? This is like the U S team, right? This is like the Nike dream team. Yeah. Um, and Zion is the face of it. Yeah. I mean, That's why I I hope Zion gets it together. But uh, at the same time, what he did at Duke was enough to hurt me.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Twitter is... (laughs) Really, <laughs> you know, all social media feels like it's pretty treacherous for uh, for Big yeah. for big Z right now. He's got to, you know, keep his head on a swivel out there.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that Zion to the Hornets is feeling better and better by the day. <laughs> I, I am trying to propagate that as much as possible. Zion should have been a Hornet, you know, to begin with. And he feels like Larry Johnson 2.0. The first time that I watched him play. That's
3: a great call. Right. I, that's great. Yes. And,
0: and LJ, you know, when he was with the Hornets was great. It was when he went to New York and, you know, he started partying a little bit, you know I mean? Right. They, they, they cut, they cut ties at the right time. And I'm hoping that this isn't the second phase of Zion's career. I'm hoping he has like uh the, the better version of Zion that we all expect to see. And if anything, USA basketball needs it. Right. I mean, we, we got international basketball players everywhere, so we need Zion to step it up. Uh, that, that's the goal. But you got all the players. You're a big Thunder fan as well, and also cover yes. the Thunder. You know what's going on in OKC. Um, I just saw news that the Avatar movie is now 2031 is the last date for it to come out. <laughs> and I feel like the only team and people and fans that are on Avatar time are the Oklahoma City Thunder Um <laughs> And I respect it, and I really do, and I like the assets. Yeah. In fact, they have so many assets. They're dumping assets to the NBA champions. That happened like <laughs> right. one of one of the funniest things I've yeah. seen during the NBA finals. But uh, before or after hey, the last twenty twenty
3: nine, maybe Jokic's re- make Jokic might be like three years into riding, you know, uh, the cart horses or whatever you call him. Right? He might be he, he might be long gone. Right? You know, Malone's just sad and pissed and screaming at everybody. Maybe things have gone. Maybe things have taken a turn. You know. Who knows? And maybe now.
0: Jokic will be a free agent I think in 2028 so maybe he decides To go to OKC because of all these assets Who We got knows? a lot of horses We got more <laughs> horses in Oklahoma City
3: Yoke, If you want to come see <laughs> Watch the ponies run Take a trip To Oklahoma Buddy alright you can have a great Time got a lot of stallions Running around for you to just, just uh, Ogle
0: I love it, and I wanted to ask you, do we think before or after the last Avatar will come out, do we see an NBA championship in Oklahoma City? So before or after 2031, because I feel like Chet Holmgren is the Wimby before. He's our American Wimby, right? And I don't think he's being discussed enough. You got Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We just saw Jamal Murray, a Canadian you know, at the mountaintop, get things done. So the the precedent is there. In fact, yes. Steve Nash might not even be in the All Canada backcourt at this point, um, oh. with Shea and Jamal Murray. We we could talk about that at a later date. But I appreciate the spice. Do we the, think? Do we think this is possible? They could win a championship. I think so. I do. Mad I, Dog had him number five next year to win a championship. I saw that. that was awesome.
3: I I, I remember thinking, like, I feel bad for that producer that had that has to like <laughs> that sits there and is like, "Well, we got Mad Dog coming in. I oh guess man! We can do, uh,
0: oh god!" It's yes. got to be fun. It's got to be fun to never know what he's going to say. Like I bet he's it's like, like best I team I've ever seen. In, Buffalo Braves, nineteen seventy four. I
3: wonder if it's something where it's like he really wants to go to the board. We got to give him something where he can go up and touch the board because he likes touching the board. Yeah. Just it take it'll take more time. He'll talk less. Just let's just do what, what we got to do. Um, I think twenty thirty one. I think I mean, I as I always say, I'm a homer. And cannot be trusted. But yeah, before 2031, sure. Okay. Like, I'll if, if you were like, you gotta put all your belongings on the table one direction or another, I think I'd do, I think I'd say yes. I was worried up until <laughs> Shay showed that he could be like a real deal go to number First one. First team this all year. NBA. Yeah. And it, it uh like a guy who, at the end of the shot clock, you need a bucket against some monster out there, can go do it. And I wasn't; it just wasn't certain that he was that until last year. Mm. And I, you know, I, I'm, I fall more in line that the that the Chet injury was more of a free cap and stance than a than an you know omen or whatever. Like it, it, uh, it, it, it. I, I think it. I, I, he just, he moves a little bit too fluidly for me to get all the way worried about him for some reason. I know he's still a rail, but I don't know. I still, I, I got, I got, I got faith in the health there, but I'm sure if I were, you know, a Rockets fan or a Spurs fan, I would be singing another tune. The, I, I think Chets plugs every hole they have and does all the things that they were bad at and will amplify all the stuff that Shea and Giddy are already good at. I mean, I've said it too many times, but like they haven't had a dude that can go get a lob. And it's like, if you are Josh Giddy, one of the, you know, great processors of the game right now. And just a, a fun passer who wants to throw some wild shit. Like, it's not just (laughs) that he's good at it. Like he wants to like
1: Mm
3: kind of wow a little bit. And it's sort of like you're just, he's, you know, driving around in a Porsche or something, but he doesn't know how to drive stick or whatever. He can't like really let the, let every part of like what he can do go. You know what I mean? And I think giving him a big like chat that can pop or roll. Um, yeah. I just think he checks a lot of boxes and Santa Clara Jalen Williams as like a, you know, this weird hybrid three, four, whatever you need him to be and can have the ball. Like, yeah, I just think they got a lot of, a lot of weapons and defensively they're It seems like they're, they've really got something special going there with Dagnault and the system that they've started to run there. And so I, I'm super high on the future. Um, It's also like Wimby's coming. So, you know, who knows, but it, Mm. it, uh, it, if you ha- if you ask me, you know, last avatar, if they if if Shea had a ring by then, I think I'd say yes.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. And then also, yeah. you mentioned Chet; he was hurt by LeBron James, so that's the next avatar prop. You know, before <laughs> after LeBron James will retire before the last avatar or yeah. after the last avatar, and that's the last one. And then I'll, then I'll talk about your book. But I I mean, where are we at? Because of course he gets swept by Jokic and the Nuggets. Yeah, he goes straight to the post game. He says. This might be it for me. We all kind of laugh together. But then we're like, wait a second, should we be laughing? But then also we get confirmed later that we we should have been allowed to laugh. But do you think LeBron James (laughs) is still playing at that point?
3: In, in 20, in 20, 31, 20,
0: 31 LeBron. No, that, I, I will, I will,
3: I will doubt LeBron's. Uh,
0: <laughs> I hope he sees be, this. I'm trying to get aggregated. I'm trying to get I, you aggregated right now. Dude, so please. that LeBron will I mean, play till 50.
3: That's what I should do to sell the book. I should just right. start saying some why I should yes. start attacking players personally. I should start doing the Stephen A. Smith thing where I'm like, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LeBron, you don't want to mess with me. Okay, I know you. Th- like, whatever he said to Durant. I remember that. Yes. was like, are you threatening Durant personally right now? And he just, looked ESPN dead just at the like, camera it,
0: Yeah, it's like Kevin Durant was at home, and he was staring at him through the, the camera at that point. The it was whis- amazing.
3: The whispery direct-to-camera, <laughs> like, almost dumbfounded that I even have to show you how tough I am in this moment, Stephen A. Like, you wh- already know. Yeah. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it's he, he really does go into, like, preacher mode sometimes, and it's just really as as a, as a just a pure performer as a pure performer just electric yeah um i think lebron's gone before 2031 <laughs> okay. if only because like i'm 35 and this chair's a little bit too small and my mm-hmm. back is bothering me Right, and i got to believe you know like he's had enough of those moments at that point to just be like you know uh, bronny's in the league by then and he's either sticking or he's not Like unless LeBron tries to pull some sort of, I'm the owner of the, um, Las
0: Vegas team, whatever it is. I'm the
3: owner of the Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) What will they be? That would be a a lot lot of good content out of that. I'm sure the Las Um, Vegas Kings. Yeah. (laughs) You're exactly right. That's you would be very, that would, that's, that feels prescient by you. That feels like, uh, we're going to get a coach K farewell tour, but, um, the, uh, I could see him. I mean, I could see (laughs) coming out of the. I'm just glad that you're. I'm just glad
0: that you're stumped by this. I'm glad glad that you're stumped by this. This is this is the the beauty of 2031. 2031 seems. 2031 is a good date. Yes, it it doesn't. It
3: doesn't. Once you get to the 30s, really, I think (laughs) once you get beyond like 2025, to me, like uh, surely, surely we're all dust, right? Like (laughs) someone's gonna blow the rest of us up. There's too many. There's too many. Like you know, terrible people out here in the world. I feel like I'm dead for sure by then.
0: Yeah. But and it feels like the crossed, Mayans you know, could have been off see- by like 15 years. You know what I mean? They said 2012, <laughs> but it feels like, you know, it was more of an estimate of anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to think, you got to think when they're doing all those calculations, You got, they're probably stressed out of their minds, the way <laughs> of what they're doing. They're deciding right, no the end of the world, No you know? one no fact check
0: that. Yeah, exactly.
3: You're going to you're going to carry a two when you meant when you should have just done a three or whatever, you know, it's going to happen and mistakes are made.
0: You already engraved it. So it is what it is. Um, Let's talk about the book. (laughs) The book is out a little blood and dancing. Uh, Here's what I wanted to read to you. I don't know if you've even seen this, but here is a comment, you know, commentating on your writing, which I thought was great. Combining the linguistic punch of Elmore Leonard, the living landscapes of Cormac McCarthy, R.I.P., in the karmic and the comic right. soul of Charles Portis, a little blood and dancing announces Tyler Parker as one of our most extraordinary new voices. So, I thought that was uh, I thought that was great. You should put that on your headstone uh, when you you know inevitably when the Mayans get this right. Um, that that's amazing. Right. I know the book is going to be good. Um, it's you are a humorist. I would say you are a basketball savant, but also you are you are a very funny guy and a great writer. So, uh, the the book, how has it felt getting a book out to the world, and how exciting is this moment for you?
3: Oh it's been so exciting and yeah it's just all it's weird it's uh it's nerve-wracking it's um uh a big relief yeah i mean I, I i you know spent 7 years on the thing wow and you know a lot a lot of times um you think like oh man i don't think it's going to go anywhere like <laughs> you know like they're just oh they said oh they said no too huh okay all right well um, like you just like a lot of, uh, a lot of nos and a lot of, um, a lot of drafts of, you know, different, uh, you know, I it probably wound up being something around nine, I think, you know, wow. um, and yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm just so happy that it happened and that it's out there, um, and that it's, you know, the book I, you know, wanted to write in the first place that there wasn't this like, well, if you change it to this and this and this, then maybe we can this, you know, it was just, it was what I, it was what I wanted to write. And, and, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked. It's, uh, you know, it's on bookshelves. It's just, uh, it's all, it's all very, very surreal.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, a Doomed Romance, Bloody Revenge, Fast Food, and the Voice of God. That that Those are the ways to describe the book, and uh, it is going to be a fun read for anyone out there. If you haven't read Tyler's work on the TheRinger.com, go check it out. Tyler Parker, before I let you go, Start, Bench, Cut, the three biggest Oklahoma stars in college basketball, starting with Blake Griffin, Buddy Heald, and Trey Young. Start, oh Bench, God. Cut, and then I'll let you go. Then I'll let you go.
3: Start, Bench, Cut, With Blake, Buddy, and Trey.
0: Those are the three biggest of the modern... If you ask a kid right now, that's what they would say, the big three of Oklahoma basketball. you're
3: exactly right. I mean, if you just take their Oklahoma (laughs) careers into account, you start Buddy, uh, you bench Blake, and you cut Trey. I think if you consider... All aspects of their careers and the significance and their peaks, and um, because I think Buddy had a better team around him, and also Blake in y'all, team. by yeah, the way, that year, yes, yeah, which, which Blake was very, and
0: Taylor Griffin, by the way, the Griffin I know. brothers, yes, that yeah. Blake
3: Blake in the game before y'all, I was at that game in Memphis. Uh they beat uh Syracuse, that six in the city Johnny Flynn team. Yes. And Blake uh banged his head on the side of the backboard at one point. He was so
0: very Michael so Jordan esque. Yes. So
3: yes. I think I would have I think it would have been if if you take everything into account, you go Blake, buddy, or no, you go Blake Trey Buddy, I think. Um, but you know, I uh Trey in college it was like the the most exciting thing in the world, and then in uh, <laughs> a span of like one month, it was like I have never been more depressed watching right. a basketball team play in my life. This is such a slog. What is going on? Um, and so it's like high highs, um, but yeah, I have I have my qu- problems with Trey like everybody else, but I also think like quietly he's probably like a top. I don't know. Four passer in the league, or something. And, you (laughs) know, if he can ever figure it out up here, I think would be a blast to play with. We'll see if that ever happens.
0: You're right. Trey Young in December was talking. We were talking about he might be the greatest point guard we've seen since Chris Paul. You know what I mean? That was the conversation. They had the trade tracker on his system.
3: That's right. I forgot about the trade tracker. I mean, they went up to Wichita State. Wichita State was ranked, I think, number one at that point. Mm -hmm. And you know, Greg Marshall was like, uh, looked like a choo-choo train on the sidelines just with smoke coming out of his ear. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, um, and if I remember right, the OU just scorched them and Trey had a huge day and Ron Baker was upset and it was fantastic. And, but I don't, I can't, it just, it fell so off a cliff so quickly, I think because just like the, a lot of, Eyes on him at that point, and I don't right. think he was ready for for that at all. And I don't think uh, didn't seem to get handled very well uh, across across the board.
0: They they ended up being an eight or a nine seed. I think they were a nine seed, but yeah. yeah well, they, and some people were like they shouldn't even be in the tournament. They yeah, lost. It was yeah. like
3: they had. It was the, the 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 close to that season was was rough. It was like that. I mean, the um, it was. I remember thinking, like, I'm really glad that I'm not living back home in Oklahoma right now because this would be all anybody would be wanting to talk about. And it just is going (laughs) to upset me if I'm having to talk about Yes, I saw that they lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I saw. I yes. saw the Kansas State game. Yes,
0: I did. Yes, <laughs> I checked it out. Uh, well, he's Tyler Parker. The book again is a little blood and dancing. Go read it right now, Tyler. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll have you back. We got to talk about college basketball. We'll we'll have you back and talk more than just Oklahoma basketball because I know you what's you know what's going on in college basketball. So we really appreciate you joining the show, and I uh, can't wait to have you back, buddy.
3: Dude, appreciate you. This was awesome. Always good to talk to you.
2: and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
1: This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower. What's next? Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
0: All right, there you have it. Tyler Parker, appreciate him coming on the show. I uh, He's just a fun guy, so we can talk to him about anything. Uh, I love throwing Oklahoma questions. I don't get to talk about Oklahoma basketball too much, so Tyler comes on. Uh, I get to ask fun questions. Let's get the shout outs because we don't have much time. We had two guests today. Again, we missed on Monday. Um, you know. So shout out, well, first and foremost, when we get into the actual shout out, shout out to Kyle Mann. Um, I know if you listen to the Rinker NBA Draft Show, he talked about he's got some personal stuff going on right now. Uh, we are planning to have Kyle Mann on Mondays once a week. We're going to get back into a routine soon, but we're sending our thoughts and positive vibes and prayers and all the things uh, to him and his family right now. So I wanted to address that. But now let's address something else. Our producer, Kyle, uh, is sitting on Zoom with me right now. He is in New York. He is still uh, back in his home state. And uh, right now, he is a married man. Uh, The last time you heard from us, he was getting ready for his wedding. He just flashed his ring to the camera for everyone out there. But Kyle, first and foremost, shout out to you um, and shout out to your beautiful wife, Alana. Um, It was a great ceremony, great service. How are you feeling? First few days of being married and you're already back to work. That's how good of a guy you are.
2: Yeah. A couple big, big sleeps after that. And man, I tell you, that was, I i haven't slept like that in, in days. And, uh, you know, as you know, it's classic, um, you know, night before all the, all the dudes are in one place and they're like, all right, yeah, yeah, we did the rehearsal. Wasn't much of a rehearsal, but, uh, I know it wasn't much of a rehearsal because Jim was like, "This was your rehearsal." <laughs> Those who don't know, Jim Jim officiated the wedding, and he was. We'll uh, talk about. He was Jim a little nervous sure. with how how little I had prepared, and then when he saw that the what the rehearsal was, we were kind of just standing in the field, and they were like, "All right, so then this will go there, that'll go there, and then we'll run you guys through." And that was kind of it. And <laughs> Jim was a little concerned, uh, but after that, you know, we we kind of just had some food, and then you know, hit the town, and. You know, three o'clock in the morning. I heard I I heard I was yanked out of a bar at three in the morning by my friends, not by bounces or anything. But they're like, You're getting married tomorrow, we're putting a stop to this. And if if that crew is sta- is saying you've had enough, they think you had enough. Um so and then Friday was the wedding. And then Saturday we had a big party. Right. Uh, with like more people in the wedding. And then Sunday we were like, Oh, by the way, we're gonna have your grandfather's funeral. <laughs> so it was like just thing after thing after thing. So we uh you know, once Monday rolled around it was just like uh Let's big sleep. Sleeps. Yeah,
0: yeah, big sleeps. Uh, yeah, so the ceremony was on Friday. I woke up Friday morning. Uh, I was in the city during the week. Uh, my girlfriend's first time in New York City from Seattle, so stayed near Central Park. Did all the you know the hot spots. I love New York, Kyle. A lot of people they want to talk shit about New York, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm from the South. Maybe it's because some of the greatest players from New York decided to play at North Carolina. I don't know what it is. George Steinbrenner, uh, his kids went to North Carolina, so I don't know. I don't know what it is, Kyle. But I love New York. I love Seinfeld. Um, I love the Carnegie Deli. Um, you know what I mean? I, I love everything about New York city and I had a great time and going to Poughkeepsie, getting out in New York state, you know, go to Penn station. The train is beautiful. You, you get on the train, you, you shoot all the way to Poughkeepsie You're along the Hudson river the entire time. You're just chilling on It's a beautiful ride. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, look at this, you know, who would have thought Poughkeepsie it's going to be a great journey. Um, I didn't know how I was going to get there in the first place, but the train was great. There was like a New York business lady and or professor or whatever she was next to me. She's just jeweling the whole time. She's awesome. she yeah, we live me free, up. up above the city. We live. Free, I love right? it. I love it. And, uh, you know, we get to Poughkeepsie, we go to the courtyard. I'm, I'm checking in and, uh, you know, we ring the bell because there's no one behind the desk or whatever. It's like, you know, one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And a uh, lady walks out. She's like, check-ins at three, you know what I mean? And we're like, okay, so we're, we got two hours here. Guess we am going to get bacon,
2: egg, and cheese and fuck off, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah.
0: We ask her what restaurant to go to. She gives us one. We look it up. It's two stars. We're like, okay, this lady's, <laughs> this lady's definitely screwing with us. We walk down the street. There's nowhere else to go. We go to TGI Fridays, you know what I mean? In this little shopping center. Yep. Waiter's the coolest guy ever. Uh, you know, just like we told him we're there for a wedding. He asked where we, you know, where it is. I tell him Locust Grove. He's like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's going to be the most, he was like the most positive, upbeat guy. You know what I mean? In New York, we dealt with a lot of assholes. You know, Like I went to the Plaza Hotel, you know, I had a reservation. I thought that I could order the food that I wanted to. They're like, we only do afternoon tea menu, you know, and the guy's like shaking me down to, to do afternoon tea. I'm like, I don't want afternoon tea. But if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have afternoon tea. But then I get to a TGI Friday's at Poughkeepsie. The complete opposite of that. The guy's the sweetest guy. He's a sweetheart. That's the
2: uh, plaza where I I was uh, working at Modell's too. So a little piece of my history for you. There you go.
0: There you go. So it's a connective tissue. I'm having a Kyle wedding week. uh, You know, I'm trying to get bits and pieces. You learn about people when you go to their hometown. Um, The Poughkeepsie train station, a lot of history, a lot of character. Abraham Lincoln went there once upon a time for the people that don't know. So shout out to him. Um, But it was a beautiful trip up route the wedding starts at five. Uh and I'm gonna go through the wedding props and give the you know an update. We did we did the props with Jim Cunningham. Uh four thirty, the wedding's supposed to start at five. I look out my hotel window. It's raining, Kyle. Kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, kinda hard. And uh, you know, I'm going back, I'm like, Riley, this is not good. She's like, It is good because it's good luck if it rains on your wedding day. I did not know this. Um I told Bill Simmons this later. He said he doesn't believe that, so I don't know where it stands. <laughs> Thanks, um Bill. But the sun, the sun beautifully, miraculously comes back out. And that gets us to our props because the first prop was, will the ceremony start on time? Uh, the odds maker said yes, minus 100, uh, no, plus 250. And if you took the value there at no, Kyle, you told us to take no. It. You hammered it home. It was. Not uh, only was
2: it late, I was a false start. <laughs> I was standing up there for like 15 minutes and. You know, her family, I have met a, all the people that she has in Miami. So they're just standing there talking and I'm like, yeah, I'm alone they're giving hugs.
0: They're like, great to see you. It was <laughs> like a, a family reunion was happening while Kyle and Jim were standing up there by themselves. Also, Jim's phone was playing the music and he was like <laughs> curating it as well. So he was he was like mixing and also very nervous. Um, Like you said, it was a, a fault when I first saw you. I was like, Kyle looks like it's, it's a wedding day. You know what I mean? You looked a little nervous. You were like, you know, I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I hope everything goes right. I was a little bit nervous as well. We have the false start. Then you guys reset and then you go back out. I find my brother there, puking
2: right there. I'm like, oh, I don't know if we're going to start on time. He's got a speech to make. me. <laughs> like he's puking a lot, <laughs> a lot, like full, like two full meals worth. And I touch his back. He's so warm. He's just so nervous. I'm like, oh, man, you're making me extra nervous. Uh, so, yeah, we were late. I think we were probably 20 minutes late. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, the, the whole Simmons fam is there, their front row, your family's front row. And then all of a sudden it just, it it turned beautiful. You know what I mean? The, the sun was perfectly shining down. It was like right as, you know, dusk is hitting. Um, and you know, Jim Cunningham, can we give him a tip of the cap? Because I was very, I was never worried about you, Kyle. I was worried about the Poughkeepsie, New York friends. Um, yep. And the brawl that was, you know, impending. I was worried about Jim Cunningham not preparing or not trying, one or the other. And three, I was worried about Bill not showing up. And guess what? Everything was solved. Everything was good. And Jim did a great job. And I like to rib Jim. We all do. It's always fun. But when Jim applies himself, he's a funny guy. <laughs> he and he does try. a great and he does a great job. In fact, after the, you know, I was talking to, to BS after and I was like, Jim Cunningham, he's like, Jim Cunningham, what a, what a great job. Um, and one, one example of Jim, I mean, he told some great stories about how you and Lana met and how you told him that you were in love. I mean, just it, it was a great, you know, personal way to do the ceremony. Um, and then you guys do the vows. Uh, you're talking about Home Depot, going to Home Depot, getting plants. You know, it's really sweet. You know, you're like, oh, this is great. And then it was a great comedic moment, like literally out of a sitcom. Lana pulls out her speech. It's it, it go, the paper it's goes like, all the way to the it's ground. Like
2: three pages. It's it,
0: And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then she gives this beautiful soliloquy about love and, you know, how much, you know, she's found you and this partner in life. And I mean, it's just beautiful. And the sun's right there. It's beaming. It's it's. For the fans at home, beautiful moment, beautiful moment in time. But this is why Jim Cunningham did such a great job. Uh, Lana gets done. We're all like, oh, you know, the all moment. We're all your hard eyes emojis, everything. And Jim goes, well, thank God Kyle went first.
2: And you're just like, <laughs> this, yeah. The tensions is, yeah. The tension just went away. It was perfect.
0: <laughs> it, was perfect. It, it was great. Um, and that gets us to our over under cigarette smoked by Pastor Jim on wedding day. Again, this is a full 24 hour window. The uh, the line was 20 and a half. Confirmed with his sister, Kristen, who was also at the wedding. Shout out to Kristen. Lovely as always. Great to have her hanging around. Um, She said hammer the over on Jim um, because of the drive up. So if you took the over there, congratulations, you won. Um, Over under beers drink by you, Kyle. It was 16 and a half over under. Um, You were out until 3 a.m. Like you said, you got pulled out. So the over, right? Hit there. Yes. Um, Will Bill Simmons be at the wedding? Yes, minus two hundred. In fact, we got the whole Simmons family, Zoe and Ben, in the building. Sunglasses ben wearing, inside. <laughs> Prada sunglasses inside. Ben Simmons, what a legend! Uh, he had the most, like, the most awkward time, in my opinion, where you can be at a wedding is like fourteen, fifteen, because you should, you kind of feel like socially you should be able to drink and have fun right. with everybody, but you're obviously underage. And, uh, at one point I was like standing there and I'm talking, you know, to a group of people, some of the LA friends, Troy and the boys, right. We're all there. And, uh, Ben's like walking up and Bill's there with us and he's like walking up. And then he, he's like, right before he gets there, he kind of like
2: turns around and Bill's like,
0: what are you doing? He's like, I don't know who to talk to.
1: <laughs>
0: he came like up to such me. A, such a pure teenage wedding. moment. Yeah. You know? He
2: came up to me at the wedding and he was like, Troy's my fucking dog. Was <laughs> like, uh, he was, he's like in front of me and Bill and he's like, me and Troy are going to go to this thing in LA. And Bill's like, ah, I don't know if you're going to do that when you get yeah. back to LA. He was like, no, Chad, I am. So uh, good luck to Ben on trying to hang out with Troy. Probably not in the frolic room, but.
0: Troy is a frolic room legend, uh friend of the program. He was uh, shacked in a fool um in the best way possible uh trying to challenge people to stinky legging and and things and also like hitting on your great aunt you know what i mean i mean <laughs> he was dancing with everybody's grandma it was good. yeah if your grandma was there she was not safe uh, he really made you know, the,
2: the ladies feel special
0: he was on full hoodville demon time um to say the least and we we respected it um uh, let's keep going with the props troy was not one of the props but he should have been uh yeah. he was hilarious uh Will Kyle, Kyle's OSP tattoo be shown off at any point? No plus 250 hits there. No Too, many OSP tattoo. Too many layers. Yes, you'd have to know to know. Um, I met your mom, who is so lovely and so nice, and she was excited to meet. And your grandma also came up to me and was like, I don't know why you ever left the ringer, but I'm so happy you're back, <laughs> um, which I really appreciated. Uh, it, it was a great family affair. Like, a lot of people were asking me, you know, about all the... Hoopla or whatever, but it really was just like a nice family wedding, right? Wouldn't you describe it as that? You know, everybody wants to build it yeah. up into something more. You know what I mean? But it's like it was just, it was sweet. It was, it was great. And Alana's dad gave one of the greatest father of the bride speeches I've ever seen in my entire life. No notes, just took no the notes. microphone Crazy. and just absolutely smashed it. Like this guy should have a podcast. I mean, as soon as he got done, I'm like, give this guy, a <laughs> yeah. He's unbelievable. Your dad called me a prince. That was nice. uh, But the you are. That's the other thing I figured out at this wedding, right? I'm 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 putting the puzzle together, right? You learn about people you go to their hometown. Kyle, you are. You love Will Smith. We know this. You love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Big. You are the Fresh Prince of Poughkeepsie. And Bill is Uncle Phil, aka Uncle Bill. Uh, You come out to California. (laughs) You're, get, you're getting in trouble. You know, and your mom's like, you got to go get a job out with your aunt and yeah. uncle. Get away from all the scuttle in the city. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it all checks out. I, I saw it there. The Fresh Prince of Poughkeepsie. It all hit. Um, and it was a beautiful ceremony. Um, did you cry? Because this is also a, a point of contention because I did think that you cried. You look like you cried. You, you actually did a very sweet thing. You turned around um, to face the sun as Alana was walking down the aisle was this was this premeditated or are you just
2: like i gotta I gotta just I gotta look away and wait till the last moment um I, somebody had mentioned somebody had mentioned something to me um or about doing it earlier and then I totally forgot about it and I just see some guy waving his arms around by the front door as she was about to come out and I was like, okay all right and uh, I think Jim even tapped me He's was like turn around dumbass so I turned so I turned around and uh, so i I didn't re- remember I was supposed to do it so it was a bit of a surprise but um i i i recall it once once people were waving their arms alarmingly at me so yeah and i did i did you did Uh, cry so yeah yeah and i was a couple of my buddies were like you know what they got in my head too i don't think that's why i did but it was in my head they were like you know if you don't cry she's gonna remember that shit she's gonna use it oh man (laughs) i mean they're not wrong (laughs) i don't think i pushed it out on purpose but i was just like let it go man yeah, just if you feel it, let, let it, it happen. So
0: if you took the yes there, minus 300, then it is a yes. Bill Simmons, after the wedding, when I when I went down the prop sheet with him and I was telling him what hit and what didn't, I was running by. He said you did not cry, um, and he was pretty adamant about it. But I, I'm going to stick he with He was yes. pretty
2: close, but yeah.
0: yeah, He yeah. was close. That's I what I mean. I was like, no tears. He was like, not a tear, not one. He was like, did not nah, cry. No, it was like a thug he was tear, like, though. It was really, he said you were moved. Nuns. It was no Sean Marino-esque. I saw a tear. I don't care what people say um will 50 cent be played during the reception yes minus 550 50 cent did play correct that hit yeah uh, yeah what, yeah. what, what was you the best irish moment exited,
2: which is one of your props so you didn't know <laughs> yeah
0: i did irish exit uh yes plus 200 it happened uh our boy troy was on a tear and uh i was like i gotta get out of here uh no no one's safe uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> and and, and had, a, had a beautiful, lovely evening uh, at the courtyard. Also, we had a great, like after the wedding, you had like a cocktail hour, but it really was like a strong hour of conversation. You know what I mean? I, had, I got to talk to a lot of people. Um, and then my table was great. I had your college roommate. Um, who was telling us, he was like, I was straight out of the Dominican Republic. I go to SUNY, SUNY Potsdam. Kyle's my roommate. I don't know shit from shit. And Kyle's like, here's how, here's how we're doing things here. And you, you welcomed to America. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome story. Awesome guy. Yeah. Great Miami couple. Uh, loved them. Uh, we had a great table, to be honest. I don't know how you did the tables. But one thing that was funny um BS came by like trying to rib me. He's like enjoy the kids table or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, classic, you know, happens. Then he walks over and then yeah. his table was the the older table, you know what I mean? So he was literally the kid at his table and that was also a beautiful moment in time. Um the LA table uh with the Frolic Room guys, they were rowdy. I think they won the rowdiest table. Um but they they were yeah. they were not strength in numbers. They were strength in just like vibes they were just yeah were a couple of them
2: dropped out one of them couldn't even get out of out of work at the frolic room what's funny about those guys <laughs> is i was telling them I, I just kind of made it up i was like um you know we're going to to you know poughkeepsie new york soon the crown jewel of the hudson valley i just made that up and and since they got into town they were asking everybody about the crown jewel of the hudson valley and everyone's like Dude, nobody calls it that. What are you talking about? And so they had just <laughs> yeah. like everywhere they met, they were just they were uh, asking about the crown jewel of Hudson Valley. I was like, well, let's go. I, it might catch on now that you've been spreading that around town. So uh, I don't know what the crown jewel of the Hudson Valley is. But in my mind, it's definitely Poughkeepsie. I think it's Poughkeepsie, too. And
0: uh, again, it's a great train ride. If you ever need to get to Poughkeepsie, you should take the train from Penn Station. It's easy stuff. Um, next prop. Will anyone outside of the wedding party attempt to make a speech? Yes, plus 100. No, minus 100. No one did. Uh, it was just the, no one did. the best men, um, maid of honor, the dads. Um, it was beautiful. It was, it was well done. Classy stuff. Um, and then this is the big one. Will there be a fight during the wedding or during the reception? Um, you have an updated story on this. There was a fight, but it wasn't internal.
2: It was external, correct? Yeah, it was after the wedding. <laughs> It was actually pretty late, but instead of the uh, New York and Poughkeepsie guys fighting each other, they banded together and beat the shit out of this guy who, you know, sucker punched uh, one of my buddies. Actually, it was a tackle. I've heard Ray Lewis type tackle Whoa. Happening in the wee hours of the morning, and then um, they, they band together. Instead of instead of fighting each other, they just they really roughed this guy up, so, uh, you know, sorry to that man, although it sounds like it was probably your fault, but you really, you know. Those guys, you know, they all came to the party the next day and they were all like hugging each other. And, you know, they they went to battle. It was nice.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like a common enemy, you know what I mean, to bring people together. (laughs) It's honestly the best thing you can have. Uh, We saw it in World War II. When you have a major evil guy, everyone's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Um, And then they come (laughs) together for the greater good. The Avengers have done it. We've all seen it happen. Um, So I love that. I love that story. Uh, I think that's like the happy ending of... Because, you know, when guys... People want to fight, people are going to fight. You know what I mean? You just got to hope that aggression you know, is channeled in a proper way. And if the proper, you know, channel happened to be this random guy who just decided to mess with the wrong person at the wrong time. Again, Kiki Palmer, I'm sorry to this man, but I also (laughs) do not know this man. And (laughs) uh, it it, it
2: brought your wedding. It it was a nice capper on your wedding. It really couldn't have gone any better. There's no like, oh, you know, (laughs) next time we see these guys, I guess we could suffer through it. It's like, yo, we went to war together. Remember when we kicked that guy's ass? So uh, it was really nice. Now they're Happy all veterans them. of cow's uh, Wedding. They,
0: they are all a part of something bigger than themselves, which is something we care about. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about, Stump. This is the game that you were playing uh, on Saturday. I, have, I, I, I learned a lot about it. I did not get to play it. I was back in New York at that point. But um, how did that go? How much fun was the barbecue? And uh, who played Stump? Did Ben
2: Simmons play Stump with you? Barbecue is great. I should have asked Ben Simmons to play stump. I he did not. There stump. was so many of my friends, not you, showed up to that barbecue <laughs> uh, that I just, you know, I I didn't even really get to see uh, her family as much. She kind of came over, you know, um, I don't know, probably like eight beers in playing stump for like the third time. She's like, hey, my family's wondering if you're going to chat. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll be over there. But, you know, there's uh, a lot of a lot of folks came. So um, all the New York City guys we taught. Troy was the only one from the L.A. guy who um, from the L.A. guys who wanted who. We could convince to play stump he had a great time he had of to course he flight, did though so he um he didn't stay the whole day but yeah he loved stump he was really bad at it at first and then he he was catching on so he had a great time the other two la guys were like this is stupid this is so dumb and then right before troy had to go they were like all right let me try and uh, they didn't get to play so good for them fuck you guys for having to close minds you'll never get to play stump until you come back um so it was everyone had a good time all the old people we're like walking over like, so what's going on? Uh, everyone was super fascinated. Uh, it's just a, you know, it's a great game. It's
0: a great game. Uh, and all you need is a hammer nail and a stump, uh, and you can play it or I guess, you know, more than one nail, but you know, you get the gist of it. So, yeah. uh, that was great. It was a beautiful weekend. Um, shout out to Poughkeepsie. Shout out to uh, everybody who helped put the wedding on. Your family. They did a great job. It was beautiful stuff. And Alana was a beautiful bride. So uh, all in yeah, all, shout all out great times. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out your wife. She did a great job. Uh, she got things done. We all got it done. And uh, it was a fun trip. We, you're still in New York because you're going to be there all the way through Rosillo's live show, right? Which is on, yeah. what, June 20th? That's so the you're 20th be at, full, at the Gramsci yeah. Theater.
2: And uh, hopefully uh, our wonderful events planner, uh, Elizabeth, can get us a ticket because I told Jim I could get one. But we've sold out uh, and I think Ryan's got a group of like 10 guys. So we'll see if we can get, get my guy in through the back door somewhere.
0: I think we can figure it out. Uh, hopefully, Jim Cunningham can get into the building. And speaking of Rusillo, I respect that Rusillo was recycling my content. Um, and oh. thanks for thanks for sharing the content. This guy took the picture that I took of you uh, and then just made it just black and a white and then tweeted it. And then did the classic photo credit. I was like, what is happening, Russillo? Um But it's great stuff.
2: Bill took it too, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, Bill Bill took my Fresh Prince of Poughkeepsie. I told him that whole thing. I was like, you're Uncle Phil. You're Uncle Bill. Don't you see this? He's like, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's in the caption. I'm like, what Thanks the for hell? The picture. Yeah, I know. I know. But it was... It was great, um, and uh, I'm glad that the wedding got so much content. You know, even like cousin Sal reached out to me uh, about the wedding props. You know what I mean? He's like, "Has anyone actually
2: got a VIG on this?" I'm like, "No, this this is just made up. This is just for fun. This is just conversation points." But yeah, I'm uh, glad that it had it had. There was enough buzz, and no one even had to get punched at so my friends. So right, uh, that was nice. Again, apologies to this man. Um,
0: he just wrong place, wrong time, right? That's what we can say for him. Stay safe out there, man. Yeah, be careful, be careful. Um, but that's the main shout out. Shout out to Kyle. It's a beautiful wedding. Uh, we're so happy. Um, you know you. When you're on these podcasts, there's like a line that you try to draw in the sand about personal versus public persona. But I appreciate that, uh, you know, you let, you know, the people into this. I appreciated being there. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, my girlfriend, Riley, appreciated being there. Great to see the whole fam. Great to meet your mom and your dad and your stepmom. They're all great people. Uh, Your grandma, I had known about. She's in L.A., but I never met her. So we had a great conversation. Sweetheart. Yeah, the best, the best. And of course, Carrie Simmons. Shout out to Carrie Simmons, the GOAT. Um, she's always, you know, uh, always there for me in the end. So, uh, it was a great time. Great wedding. Uh, any more shout outs, Cal? I mean, we could, we could go through them, but I feel like this is a nice one. I like the grand shout out where we get the full wedding story, but, um, I'm a shout out to New York. That's my last shout out. Great city. I don't care what anybody says. And Rick Pitino is coming. Um, A lot of people were scared. I'm not scared. Uh, They're saying Carolina's scared of Rick Pitino. If anything, I respect it. You know what I mean? We need Rick back there. We (laughs) need the Rick Tater doing what he does. So shout out to Rick Pitino. What about you, Kyle? I'm good to add on a Rick Pitino shout out sports. That's perfect. Well, this is one shining podcast. Again, we apologize that we only did one episode this week. We will be back on Monday next week. It'll be more regular. Hopefully we'll have Kyle man back. We will decide on Monday, but if not, we'll have a great guest and we'll keep talking about what's happening in the world of basketball and beyond. Again, this is OSP. Thanks to everybody for listening and we will see you next week.